Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. So I've been studying revivals, seeing what's happening with revivals all over the world. Because what we preach about, we'll see. Thank you. And I believe that there is an expectancy in the atmosphere for revival. Write this down. Expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. If you don't have expectancy, there will be nothing happening. Nothing. Preachers in the house, if you want to see miracles, prophetic, the anointing, you must create expectancy. In the crowds, in the hearts, in the atmosphere, in everything you do, you must create expectancy. It's of vital importance. If I want to flow in my full function, I have to create expectancy. They were expecting Jesus. He was walking down the streets and they were expecting, the woman with the issue of blood expected Christ to walk past her. And when she reached out and touched him, she had the miracle. So expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. Now, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm, I'm just wondering about. You know, I'm in that, maybe that stage of my life where I ask a lot of questions like why, why, like why do we come to church? Hmm? Why must I preach to you? Why must I give? Come on. Have you ever asked those questions? You don't. So I'll just provoke the questions a little bit. But why are we shouting? Hmm? We're shouting for rugby games. We're shouting for if somebody did something. Why do we shout in church? So I want you to write this down. Shouting in the Bible, in the kingdom of God, is the language of victory. So the people who shouted, when they started shouting, there was victory in the atmosphere. If you're just quiet, there's no victory for you. I'm giving you kingdom stuff here. I'm speaking as an apostle quickly to help you here that when you give victory, if you want victory, you need to release a shout. So I want victory in my finances. I'm going to shout to the Lord. I, if I want victory in, in the church, I'm going to shout unto the Lord. Come on. Shout the Lord, unto the Lord with a voice of silence. No, with a voice of yeah, the devil tries to silence the church. I see it all over where I travel. I see how the devil is silencing the church. Don't shout too loud. Please don't scream. Please don't sing in, in the heavenly language. Please don't clap too much. And the sound of shouting becomes less and less and less and less because the church is no longer in victory. We've become so educated in our minds that we, that we forget to shout and we forget to, to bring praises unto the Lord. So in the kingdom of God, shouting is about victory. Silence is the language of defeat. If you're silent, it says a lot of things. They say a picture speaks a thousand words, silence speaks a thousand words. Silence is the, is the language of of defeat 
The moment you become silent, you become, you are a defeated person. Something has allowed you to be quiet. Shut down your mouth. Shut down your authority. Clapping of hands. Clapping of hands. Why do we clap hands in church? What, what's the reason for, for, for clapping hands? Thanks, son. What, what is the reason that we clap hands? Uh, we need to flow together. That's a bit too worship for me. <clears throat> so clapping of hands. Let me just help you a little bit. Of cla- I clap hands, or some of us maybe clap hands when the Springboks score a try. Yeah. Hmm? When somebody sang a great song in a, in, a, in a concert, we clap our hands. When things happen, we clap our hands and, and, and we think it's so great. But I want to ask you this question. Is Jesus equal to the scrum half of the spring box? Is, is, he, is he in the same level as Celine Dion? You know, so why do we clap hands then? There must be a reason for this. There must be something why we do these things. So when I shout, it's the language of victory. When I'm silenced, it's the language of defeat. When I clap my hands, flesh against flesh, it's the language of, here it is, are you ready? Of authority. So every time I do this, something happens in the atmosphere of authority. And authority is established in that moment. If I say God is going to bless your family and you just, you don't say nothing, you just nod your head. That doesn't mean nothing to nobody. Amen. You have to open your mouth and shout or you say, I agree with that. And I take victory in that dimension. I take victory in that arena when I clap my hands. Some of you just need to walk into your home and just do this. You need to walk in your child's room that's rebellious and just get a little bit. The clapping of the hands again there. Come on. That's better. Feel the atmosphere changing in the house. Yay! Victory is coming to my finances. Victory is coming to your finances. Come on, there is a shout of victory. Hand claps of authority. Woo! Yay, yay, yay. Son, you must flow. Get out of your birthday mode, son. (laughs) Let me take the church to another one. Are you ready for this one? Now you've done well so far. Let's see if you can do this one. Shouting means? Come on. Shouting means? Silence means? Clapping of hands means? Number four is, listen, I'm just laying foundations. I haven't even started it. I'm just speaking from heart. Spinning. Not on the bicycle, but when you can. You know what spinning means? Warfare. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if you put everything together, shouting a victory, clapping the hands, which is authority, and I do a spin. I don't know about you, but the devil must run tonight because the kingdom of the living God 
has authority, warfare and victory in the name of Jesus. Can we lift this atmosphere with our shout of praise? Gosh, you must believe without effort. God spoke to me and he says, I'm, believe, I'm going to send a, an anointing that people will believe without effort. It's going to be easy. You're going to step into that. You're not here on the 1st of September by accident. I'm telling you tonight, God brought you, I prayed you in here. Because God said, I'm going to let the people tonight enter into a season of believing without effort. Things that you've been believing, God's going to become easy now. Supernatural stuff is going to happen. Yeah. I feel a shift in the atmosphere over this house. God. Woo. Yeah, now you're getting the. <laughs> Did you get this side on the go? I've got my hallelujah crowd here, but let me just see if I've got a hallelujah crowd on this side. I declare war in the heavenlies. We declare freedom in the name of the Lord. I take my position. I take my victory. I take my breakthrough tonight. Hallelujah. All right, 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 right. So let me speak to you about revival somewhere, somehow. Smith Wigglesworth raised... I know of seven people he raised from the dead. They recorded about 14 or 12. 12 people raised from the dead. I've read about the seven. The seven that I know of, that I've studied, raised from the dead. Smith Wigglesworth could never read a newspaper. Never read a, a book. He could only read the Bible. He was illiterate. He was a plumber. But when he takes the, took the Bible, he could read. If you close the Bible and they give him something else, he's got no clue. A man consecrated to God. I know that word doesn't exist in the church anymore. But let me tell you what's consecrated. It's holy. He was holy, set apart to God. Nobody could, could, could live up to Smith Wigglesworth, the plumber. He was a very bad man. He used to cuss so much. Every second word was a swear word. God baptized him and filled him with the Holy Ghost and became a powerful preacher of the Word of God. You know, as I travel around the world, we get on airplanes, okay? So when you get on an airplane, for that airplane to take off, you need fuel, jet fuel, pure fuel. It's 100% pure fuel. You need that type of fuel for that plane to take off with that mass of tons of weight. If it doesn't have pure fuel, it's not going to take off. And so this is, this is my routine sometimes. Well, most of the times they, ha- they take me to the airport. And we drive in a car, the Vihano. And so my drivers pick me up and we go to the, to the airport. And so in that car, we use 95. 
unleaded, or the Viano diesel. All right? That's not the same fuel they put in the airplane. Because that is too powerful for the car. That car won't, won't operate in that. Jet fuel needs pure. The car doesn't need that type of fuel. Then I have a quad bike. The quad bike doesn't need that type of fuel. It, it goes down. And then Philemon and uh, Matthew, they come and they cut the grass at my house and they have less fuel. Great fuel. They even put stuff in that fuel to make it go lower. Right? Here's the thing. You know why the church doesn't have power? Because we're not pure. We're running on wheat eater petrol. <laughs> Making noises but no power. Nothing takes off. I've been in services. A lot of power. A lot of noise. <laughs> all right let's take off now let's go into the spirit let's go and and, and 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 penetrate the spiritual world and there's no thrust in the spirit because the atmosphere is low purity is low hyper grace has replaced the message of the cross of jesus christ and has replaced the fear of god and everything has become lower grade if you want the power of the holy ghost you need to live a pure life Say a pure life. Say a holy life. Smith Wigglesworth raised so many people from the dead. Listen, he didn't do that by saying a prayer at night. Thank you, God, for the wonderful day. Good night. And tomorrow morning, hello, Jesus. And just carry on. That man was a man of prayer, a man of intercession, a man of consecration to the Lord. Why, why don't we see miracles? Because we don't have the pure oil, the pure fuel. It's like the prophet Ezekiel. He saw the dry bones. He saw many people. It's the same as the church today. How many people were in your service yesterday? How many people were in your building last night? How many people were you, did you have last week? We just want the bones. No power, no spirit. And then they put flesh upon it. Don't get me going now. Because flesh is now interrupting the kingdom of God. Flesh. Everything is flesh. Oh, we don't want to offend you. We don't want to hurt you. We don't want to. Listen, there's nobody in this house here tonight, I'm sure, that is offended with this. If you are offended, wave your hand. Let me see. Not offended? Okay. So, nobody's offended, right? Miracles took place. Salvations took place. The word of God is now being preached. But then... We have this move that says, don't offend the people. Don't carry on like this. You're going to chase away the sinner. We create church for the sinner. No, church is created for Jesus. Created for the living God, a holy tabernacle. Created unto God for a living sacrifice. His temple shall be filled with the glory of God. Sinners do come. I understand that. People came to Christ. But this is not our majority. We have been activated in the streets. We, when there are more people coming to Christ in the week than on a Sunday. This year is just somebody by accident came to church. I am not going to change the church's atmosphere 
to lower grade fuel so that some backslidden aunt can come and criticize the move of God. No way. We're going to lift it up and you need to get to the mountaintop if you want to have an encounter with God. Is this okay, Pastor C? Did I speak about revivals? Because here's the thing. The, the Bible colleges doesn't speak about this. I'm preaching this for, for Bible college, boss. You must take notes. <laughs> here's the thing. If we don't know our history, we'll not know our future. If you don't know Smith Wigglesworth, how will you know how to operate in this stuff? So let me take you to Howard Carter. Howard Carter is the man who brought the revelation of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he brought the revelation from a prison cell in London. God met him. Up till that point, the people believed that the gifts of the Holy Spirit is only for doctors. And the word of knowledge is only for those in universities. Howard Carter had an encounter with God. And God brought the revelation of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit to you. Therefore, we can operate in the word of knowledge tonight. I can operate in the gifts of miracles. Gifts of prophecy. Because there was a man that had an encounter with the Holy Ghost. And brought a whole reformation on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for men of God. Like I believe we are pioneering in this nation a move of the Holy Spirit in the supernatural, the movement of the supernatural that will be written in the history books of the world to say in that nation at that time, something happened that activated and brought us revelation on the supernatural and on the glory of God. Think about, let's do summer all. Let's do summer all. Great man of God. He went and he prayed for a, for a young girl in a prison cell in, in, in the Philippines on an island there. She was guarded 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day with doctors and prison wardens and an army because she was so demon possessed. She would kill people. She would tell them tonight at 9 o'clock. There will be blood from your nose coming and you'll die. Nine o'clock, blood starts flowing, people die. She had control over the whole island. Everybody was afraid of her. No church grew more than 20 people. Maximum church was a 200 church, membership church. Lester Summerall heard about it. He went there on a ship, got to that place and he prayed for her. And God set her free. Now let me just give you the history of this, of this demonic things. Is that at night demons, she would say Satan would come into a prison cell. And scratch her back that the blood starts flowing. I was in a meeting with my father, my natural father, my dad. <clears throat> and that propelled his ministry. That was the miracle. There were two miracles that put my dad on the scene. The first miracle was the miracle of Eileen Vigas. She was paralyzed all her life. And my dad prayed for her and she got out of the wheelchair and she started walking. 
The second miracle was the miracle of a person, lady who was set free from demons. She, and I've got the, the cassette of this still, that they've put, I think, on a CD for me. I just don't know where it is. Don't ask me after the service. But this is what happened. She was tormented by demons through her cat. Okay, so you ask me why I don't like cats. Well, that's my reason right there. The cat would scratch her. And through the scratching, the demons entered in. Little short Portuguese woman. Skinny like this. My dad prayed for her. With the power of, of demonic forces, she lifted up all the men, the armor bears, everybody around them and threw them on the platform. And then my dad walked up to her and it's about a 30 minute clip where he, where he rebukes the demon. And the demon speaks to him. Like you hear it. Like I'm speaking to you, little girl, but in a man's voice. So my dad says, what's your name? And this demon says, I am Topsy. <laughs> Topsy. So my dad, how did you get in her? He says, I got in through her cat. Cat's name was Topsy. And God set that woman free. And that propelled him into the supernatural. Lester Summerall spoke about the same, well, his encounter is not this. His encounter is so powerful that when this woman got delivered, the, the whole city heard about it and they started planting churches. If you go to the Philippines now, there are churches of 20,000 people just because of deliverance at a second place. So when we struggle with church growth, we must maybe just look at some spiritual stuff and stop. Hey, let's put some coffee out to connect with people. People must connect to God, not to coffee and not stuff like that. I know we need coffee and all that stuff, but the connection point is not the coffee. The connection point is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Lester Summerall. Lester Summerall, he, prayed, he, he, he had this woman there, and she gave him in a, in a tissue, in a, not a tissue, but a paper, long paper. She gave him eight strings of hair, Pastor C. Long hair. They took that eight strings of hair to universities. No, eight universities could not, sorry, excuse me, I've got it wrong. 30 pieces of hair taken to eight universities. Sorry. So they've gone to eight universities with 30 pieces of hair. And not one university could identify or do a DNA test on the hair to say it's animal or human. And this is what she said. They ask her, where did you get the hair from? She says, and at night when the demons come in, I would pull the hair out of them. The demonic world is so powerful. The supernatural is so powerful. We just praise God in the right supernatural. But you must understand, these men, the Wigglesworths, the Carters, the Lester Summerholes, the Nicky Van the people sitting in this house tonight are people that are pioneers of the revival and the coming move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Shout, I'm the remnant. Get that clip ready for me, uh, Nikki. Now, please understand. All love in my heart, I'm not even at my message. I'm just speaking from the overflow. So, uh, let me see where I can join this message somehow, some way. Gosh. I don't know. I can't join them anyway. Let me show you something. 
I want to show you a video clip of my dad. Now I want I want you to see this. Is it okay if you if I teach you tonight? I'm, I want to help you. I've learned the most of miracles from my dad, my personal, my, my daddy. So I learned from him the following, that not to be moved or intimidated when a miracle doesn't take place. He was preaching at Reiner Bonkers Church or Crusade, 50,000 people in front of him. The first person, my dad's gift was the gift of miracles, the gifts of healings. And so he would pull up the, the deaf ears first because that was his gifting. And then blind eyes, and so you would go on. And so the first person that came up was a, was a person who was deaf, prayed for this person, and the person didn't get healed. 50,000 people watching, Reinhard Bonker, Kenneth, K- Kenneth Copeland, everybody on the platform, doesn't, person is not healed. My dad did not move one little bit. All he did is he said, just stand here, bring the next one. A little girl who was deaf and mute, born like that, prayed for that girl, and ears popped open, started speaking. And that whole place erupted because now faith came. And all my dad was, he took the other woman, couldn't hear, put her back, prayed again, ears opened up. Practical thing. At Motsi to happen. Brought the testimonies up, little girl, prayed for her, couldn't hear? I kept on praying. I was not moved. Pastor Neil said to me afterwards, he says, he says, you know what, Dad, when I saw that, I did not even worry. I knew my dad's going to take care of that. Because it's a normal thing. You understand? That's how I grew up. When, when, when my dad prayed for the sick, it was like, he's gonna get, they're all going to hear. That's just how we live by faith. So for me to see miracles is an easy thing. And I so know for some of you it's difficult. That's why I'm speaking to you. I'm creating faith in your heart. So here I found the video uh, that they've put on a DVD for me of my dad in 1986 in Mabupani. Now, 86 apartheid. Uh, I don't want to speak too much because there are, there are certain things that happened in the meeting. So I'm not going to show you that. I just want to show you two miracles quickly. But I want to show you, I want you to see with an eye of a pioneering spirit. Where we went to uh, uh, Mabupani and my dad preached there. A white man with a white band, white camera people. And if you look at that whole video, you'll understand what I always try to tell you. That this is our life. This is our life. This is how I grew up. I don't understand anything else. I didn't even understand what apartheid was. When Mandela became president, it's like, oh, great. I was a part of it. What's that? I get all messed up when people speak about that. Because I'm not, it's not me. And I thank God for my father that never trained us in that. That never exposed us to, exposed us to satanic influences like that. Apartheid is satanic. If you have racism in your heart, you, you are bound by demons. To get set free from that stuff. White and black and black and white and Indian and Chinese. Everybody must be set free of that thing. We are one in the blood. 
of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't die for a, for a race. He died for mankind. And through the blood of Jesus, we are now one body, one brother, one sister in the kingdom of God. There is neither Jew, nor Greek, nor black, nor white, nor female. Come on. We are one in the blood of the Lamb. So can, can I show you this quickly? So I want to show you how my dad just, the Lord said to him, pray for the children in the church, in the, in the crusade. So this is my dad's tent that he used to travel with. Ah, let me help some other people here. This was his church. The, the, the red and blue tent. 3,000 seated tent. On a Sunday night after service, like this, they would say, can you please back up the chairs? Then all the men will pack up the chairs. Then we put it in the truck. The tent goes down. Monday morning, they take the whole church, everything, to another area. By Tuesday evening, the tent's up. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have church coming down. Sunday morning, when the backsliders and the lukewarm people come to church, they think, oh, the tent has been here the whole week. No. Miracles have happened. Power of God is flowing. That's what happened with some people. They come to church on a Sunday. Hey, uh, you guys, you pastors don't work. You just sit there at home and crop and and stuff like that. Listen, my, my man, while you are thinking about us like that, we are winning the world. We're setting free, delivering, taking people out of bondage. Come on, that is the kingdom of God. Great men. The remnant. And nobody ever had an issue with now does it when the men were working the woman came with broikis I don't know what's it trio, trio broikis what do you say that in English triangles they come with triangles there and they would give it to the men with coffee and stuff and while we're putting up tents, the woman would come and clean and stuff. I miss the service in the house of God. I want to activate you in the miraculous tonight. That's my purpose why I came. I'm going to preach this message when I end of the month that I prepared for. When God takes over, we need to flow with Him. I want to activate you in the supernatural power of God to do creative miracles and signs and wonders. This is what you're going to do. You're going to find one person this week. You're going to look for them intentionally if I give you money and you don't use it it's just going to be in your pocket it means nothing to nobody you have to use the gift so you have to find somebody who is sick alright once you found them you pray for them and then you pick them up for church on Sunday you bring them to the house of God that they can testify that is activation. That's how we do miracles or salvations. But I feel very strong. I've been sensing it for a while. That God is directing me in a, in a way to activate the church to do miracles and signs and wonders. And I believe tonight it's going to happen. This is not by accident I'm preaching about this. I promise you. You can go and have a look at my notes. I wanted to speak about, about Noah and the ark and the favor of God. But I, when I got on the platform... And the word of knowledge started flowing. Evangelistic anointing came and the prophetic came and the preaching anointing came. I knew God was up to something. 
So I want you, if you want to be activated in this, to lift both your hands towards heaven. Are you ready to be activated? Are you going to lay your hands this week on somebody? You're going to bring them to church? Okay, that's the deal. It's not to fill the church. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose is that you become an activator of creative miracles and demonstrate the power of God. Say this with me, Father God, I stand in your presence as your servant. I ask tonight that your dear Holy Spirit will release the gifts of miracles, of faith, of healing into my heart. Yes, my hands, anoint my hands for miracles. Anoint my hands for the work of God. I believe I am now activated in the supernatural to do miracles, signs and wonders in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that in this week, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the cripples will walk. I have the gift of faith to operate in Jesus' name. I receive it right now. Now pray in the Holy Ghost. Raise up a generation, God, that will move in the power of the miraculous. That will move in the power of God. Oh God, pour out your spirit upon us. Let revival begin. Let revival be stirred. May we raise generations in the supernatural power of God. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I activate your people in the authority you have given me as an apostle. I come in that authority. I come in that anointing. I come in that office. And I release it upon your people. In the name of Jesus. Let it now be activated in this house. Let the Spirit of God be moving with signs and wonders and miracles. Let there be an outpouring upon South Africa. Let there be an outpouring of the supernatural. Let us see the days of revival again, O God. In the name of Jesus, we are now activated for revival. Hallelujah. Come on, shout. Clap your hands as a sign of victory. Make some warfare in the house. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lamb of God. Now tell two people around you. Tell two people I am activated in the miraculous. So I'm a carrier of the revival. Woo! Ribanda Raboseke te la bosoto robo sataya mataya.
Come on, the blood of Jesus has never lost its power. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Hallelujah. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.